With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. From two shorter goals. So we, yeah, we'd have, we'd have got that early goal. We might have be seeing a difference today, but that squad is just, you can see that a complete lack of confidence. They just look downbeat. And and this is the thing, I just, I, I worry, I worry where we're going to get these next five or six wins that we need to stay in this division. And for me, if there's ever a time to worry, and I, you know, this might sound knee-jerk, just coming out of the match and sitting there looking at the, the Willie Hills at the end of Gladys Street there, <laughs> but for me, um, this is now a very worrying time to be an Evertonian. We, you know, Norwich winning last night, Newcastle obviously going to spend. Burnley have got games in hand, they've got a resilience about them. Watford, I think, look yeah. so poor, so they're one of them. We need two of them bottom four to, to sink quickly, and then it's a fight between us and whoever for that third, because that's where we are at the minute. Mm-hmm. Regardless of where you think, oh, we're too good to go down, or that, if anyone's listening thinks we're too good to go down, no, we are not. We are we are in a scrap and we've I don't know if these players have got them in them to get them get us out of it. I don't think Ferguson gets another game on the back of that. I think it, what the board were probably looking for today. And do you know what? If Everton win the game today and we do get a, a bit of a recreation of that Chelsea game a couple of years ago, it, I'm not necessarily saying that that cements the fact that Ferguson's here until May, but it at least just settles everyone down in terms of all speculation, all pressure that's obviously on everyone at Everton at the moment to, to go out and make an appointment and obviously make the, the correct appointments. But I think there'll be an angst now in that, yeah. that international break. And we obviously, what is the next game back? Is it Newcastle? Brentford in the Forget that. Well, Brentford at home. Dave, there is an element of bringing someone in as manager and having that as their first game with that in mind of 
it's not the end of the world. It's not Everton getting relegated if we get knocked out of that cup competition. Uh, and you know, it's horrible to say that because we all we all have this affinity with the FA Cup, and we'd all absolutely we don't want to go down that road. Of, that though, no, but Mo's well, yeah, Mo, on now. Unfortunately, it, we are. Say the appoints a new manager, yeah. and he, he gets beat by Brentford in his first game. I mean. Already on the back foot, and with the big league games coming up, so I understand. Yeah. I understand what you're saying from a, from yeah. a, if you look at it on paper point of view, because yeah, give him that game, whoever it might be, who comes in to to see you know see the squads, and if we go out fine, because that's not our priority. But yeah. you, we all we're all sitting here, and we know if if that manager, whoever it might be, comes in and loses that first game, Brentford at home, and we're out the cup, and we're 16th, 17th in the league. <sighs> Pressure's right on, isn't it? We always, we always talk about managers coming in and frustratingly learning the same lessons that we as fans have had to watch countless managers learn over and over again over the last, what is it, four or five years. And in an ideal world, you've got one or two seasons, or do you know what, not, not in an Everton world at the moment, you've got half a season to allow your manager to learn all of these things about his players before an upcoming transfer window, before the start of the next season. This is literally going to be week by week now. And as soon as that manager comes in, he, he instantly has to know where the flaws and the weaknesses are in this side. And I think that the thing I'd say about that Brentford game is that it, it is literally at the point where if we have to sacrifice one game for the manager to very, very quickly learn things about his players, I'd rather it be that one than the Newcastle game, for example. And it, it, it sounds ridiculous to say that the manager's going to have to totally change his mind or, or learn massive amounts of information about players that depending on who the manager who comes in he, he may not know any of these players but it, it, it's that urgent that, that there might have to be games where there are throwaway efforts to, to just find out things about John Joe Kenny or Anthony Gordon or whoever it may be and that that is as much as there's pressure inside the club at the moment to appoint the next manager there is already heaps of pressure on the new manager who may well come into, into the the club and it's ridiculous to say that because everything about appointing a new manager is usually surrounded in optimism and enthusiasm it doesn't feel like there's going to be anything like that at the moment and it's probably because again of the nature of the candidates I mean depending on who that is if we come here with Frank Lampard and get beat against Brentford in the FA Cup can you can you imagine the the level of hostility and the nervousness that's going to just embody every Evertonian in between now and May it's it's just a horrible time that, to be involved but that's sort of the situation we're in now isn't it Dave that anyone coming in is in that position because of the, the plight that we're in you know it's, it, this this is not a good situation for a new manager to come into someone's going to have to come in and do an unbelievable job to get everything going in, in the right direction again Sam Allardyce again it's Sam Allardyce again but in, in a worse condition you know, we, we, we'll find ourselves, what are we, 16th now, are we? Yeah, so we're, we're, we're basically... 16th, three points ahead of... Well, a couple, games couple of months on, aren't we, from when the time of the season we appointed our advice last yeah. time. When, you know, that, that Southampton game felt, you know, I think we all felt the fear then, didn't we? And I got, I, I got it at Nor- after Norwich last week, like, the real deep roots of, like, this this could actually really genuinely happen. Yeah. And, 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 you know, today was just not really a surprise, but, you know, it, it's such a bad situation, isn't it, for, for, for anyone coming in? 
they're very lucky in, in a certain way because you look at how poor those teams are. I don't think you have. You, Where among them? Aren't no, we? but I don't think what I'm trying to say is I don't think you need anywhere near forty points to stay up this season. I think thirty three, possibly thirty two, keeps you up. And in that case, if you look at Everton in that, it's four, five wins. Five wins keeps you safe. And then we all go on our holidays and look back at this absolute shit show back in. Uh, that, that terrifies me. Well, the prospect when, of when we get to the summer, but that's the five, way we win, are. five wins. Can you see this? No, I can't see you getting five wins. I can't see, see this five I points. See, I can't see us getting five goals in in, oh. in in the last 19, 20 games we've got left. And you know, you've still you still look at other things that aren't on our hands now. You know, Bournemouth, uh, sorry, Burnley. Yeah. We've got well, five games in hand, yeah. six games in hand against other teams. The way Everton season's going, we'll probably get beat by Bournemouth this season as well. <laughs> <laughs> it means we've won in the cup. Don't forget that. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, forget about the cup. Everton, Everton's league win. This season, Everton winning a trophy this season is staying in the Premier League. That's yeah. the trophy, mm. as far as I'm concerned. Go and get them points, and then I don't know. I wouldn't even start discussing or looking at what happens next. How we go into summer and look ahead to that? We can't even do the joy of you need to sack him by the summer, and then we'll get new players mm. in. What transfers would you go for in the summer? Won't even be looking at that. Me until there's a there's not an R next to our name in the Premier League table. What what do we, what do they do right now? What the, what what are the, what are the people at that football club who've got decisions to make? What what are they doing tonight? Try and get rid of the owner because he's he's been an absolute joke. And, and people will say there are still people out there who will say to me, Dave, what are you talking about? Because this fella's put in half a billion quid. He's put half a billion quid in and made us worse. That's Dave, literally, he, literally the he, case. He confirmed yesterday he's ninety four percent owner of the club now. Yeah, oh yeah, it's get, it is getting worse, and and there's nobody. Seemingly, who has either got the bottle up, who, who are amongst the um, the boards, has got the bottle to go up to the man and say, "Listen, mate, this is this is not working because you're deciding to make the decisions that people, other people should be doing things that you don't understand or have never done in your life." It's literally, I know, many people said that about Bill for the years and years and years that it was his nice little train set because he's an Evertonian. This feels very much the same. It feels like a nice train set for Machiri when he, when he's given Jim White a ring and all that. People, yes, they absolutely delighted that we got an email from him saying, <laughs> "Oh look, everything's better." What's he sent? What's on the email then? Do you know what I mean? Oh, listen to Jim, and I'll put some more stuff into him. There's nobody who's taking this, the the account of this, and saying that this is a complete mess. And the thing is. Machiri, what he seems to not understand right now, and not certainly by anything we've seen him say publicly, is that if Everton go down, the thing that he's losing it from is his ass pocket, because the football club won't be worth anything anywhere near what he's paid for his shares at the football club. Mm. It'll be nowhere near worth your shareholder, aren't you, Mark? It won't be the, the football club. You, you, you won't be able to give it away. Not getting my one, Dave. Don't worry. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't. You couldn't make a spliff with those shares. You can sell it for anything. Your shares are. You'll be giving it away. Yeah. But the, this, it, on, on a, it, it, it's deeply serious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, can, we can have a laugh at it right now and all that. Yeah. And we can all laugh and joke because. In our heart of hearts, none of us really think it's going to happen. I do. I do. I don't don't think it's going to happen because I think, like I say, fortunately, I think this club's below us. The danger is what you've seen from Norwich because they actually looked well drilled against Watford. If you watch that game, it was quite ridiculous as well with the lights going off and all that stuff. But they actually look like players who can score goals. Dom doesn't look like he's anywhere near scoring a goal for me, and that's not his fault because nobody gets in the ball. And when they do, they've got like nine foot tall. Tyrone Mings standing behind him, he was absolutely useless. He's not useless. very good. But he's awful. Playing to his strengths, playing yeah, to his spot on, yeah. and that is the main point that I took from today under Dunk, uh, where I don't want to criticise the man because he wants everything that we want, and that is a successful Everton side. But I looked at which the way in which he set this side up, get it up to get it up to Dom. Has he not read? 
the room that we're playing against a woeful England defender who, who still gets a game for England because he's a giant. Mm-hmm. Because any team that put it up in the air, he must be laughing his head off if that happens. It comes on the deck to him, or it comes on if it comes on to, if if they don't play deep, they're in trouble, Villa. And Gerard, that's what he's done today. He's looked at this thinking, tied on there, you stand on the edge of the D on 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 our, on our half. And he'll win everything in the air that gets floated up there. If we, anything on the floor, that's where it gets dangerous because you can't turn and you've got a load of fast people running around you. Where are ours? Where did, where did you see Gray today? When mm. when uh, Luca Dean, Luca Dean was getting booed by some fans, and you know you, you, you say as well, if you throw bottles on a football pitch, you're a dickhead. Yeah, I didn't see Absolutely that. that ridiculous. End. My, yeah. the opposite end to mine. I thought there was someone. Someone got on, decided to give someone a slap and say, "Listen, you need to sort this club out." But quite clearly, it was, wasn't those conditions. But yeah, when when I saw Luca Dean, that was the easiest game Luca Dean's ever had at Goodison Park. <laughs> Easily in any game you can think of, Everton have actually won. Solid games. seven out of ten, wasn't he? he? Just, yeah. but he, the thing is, one he didn't have to do seven out of ten to get to seven out of ten. Exactly. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and I thought as soon as it starts, I thought we missed the trick by not putting Gray up against them. Yeah. The worst, the, the worst had over there was Townsend, who doesn't really sprint at yeah. He, he tries to put a ball in when he can, which will go straight into Mings's hands. Luca Dean's like, I don't mind him crossing the ball, cutting inside on his left and whipping one in. What's he got to do for the rest of the game? Look at John Joe Kenny, who's absolutely useless coming at him. I, I just thought he, he looked like he'd put his slippers on mm-hmm. and, and, and have a cigar all game, Luca Dean. And for me, you you take that on the on the tray of what an Everton is. What is Everton to you? What is Everton meant to be when you've got someone like Duncan Ferguson in charge? It's scary to think that Dunk's been in there and like he said in the press conference that everyone was buzzing off was that if they didn't know they'd know now nobody fucking knows as far as I'm concerned because it looked to me like a gang of fellas who didn't know each other and were just happy to earn the few hundred grand a week that they get every week and go home do you think they're going home now thinking oh I've really let big Dunk down no they're not going home and thinking that because they're going to get the wages. They're not going to get the wages. Saying, "Get me out of well, it." Well, yeah, all of us, <laughs> all of us work for a living. All of us in our jobs. You, you, you put in a shit a, a game like that. If you, that was down on your hands, you're getting told you do that again. You're getting sacked. Mm. So, do we then therefore now look at things in that Brentford game or when we go to Newcastle for the next Premier League game? And thinking, yeah, they'll sort this out now. Here's Dunk, he'll, he'll be all over them. He'll have chinned a couple of people and all that. And everyone <laughs> will have the fun that they do with Dunk and saying, you know, he's a hard man and all this. Is he a football manager? No, he's not yet. He's not a football manager. He wants to be one. He said he's intelligent enough to say himself. Can you imagine what if he'd have said, and sorry to go off and rant on this, but when, when the, in that press conference, if he'd have said, I want the England job, uh, the Everton job. <laughs> the as well, the as well. Him and Tyro, in Tyro Mings, If he goes on that press and says, if he goes on that press and says, I want the Everton job right now, everyone would be, oh, this is amazing, this, everyone wants, get behind Big Dunk, get yeah. behind mm. Big Dunk. He had, actually had the intelligence of mind to say, I can't say that now. I've done nothing yeah. in my career yet. Yeah. I've done nothing. And that's actually quite, that to me, was brilliant because it was. It seemed quite intelligent, and he's actually had a good think about it. I applaud him for that. But for the very reason he says it is the very thing you saw today, and that is he can't manage yet. He cannot manage. All he can do is scream at this football club, scream at the players in there. And guess what? The old thing that many of us have said for several years at Everton: don't. Most of these players don't give a shit. We said before the game, Matt, and we were having a drink, and we said, "Can you imagine if Rafa Benitez had named that starting eleven? First thing I tweeted today. Yeah. Today, not playing Gordon was ridiculous. He, he would have yeah. got absolutely. He would have got absolutely. Coleman's Coleman injured. Coleman injured. No, he's fit. Yeah, mm. just awful. But he, better than 
John Joe Kenny. But, but he, he, the, the word of the team come out around and everyone was like, well, you know... It, it, it was so that, I had to make an excuse for it because it, it was Duncan. It, it was that thing of because it was Duncan's in charge. Well, we'll see a reaction anyway. And I think we I think we did see a reaction to a point. I think we definitely saw, I thought, you know, there was an effort there. There wasn't great effort, but there was an effort there. And I don't think that... Um, for me, it was just a lack of... Like you said, the managerial... The managerial um, expertise to know what to do in that in that match, mm. and that's what we lacked. And I think you can get away with it to a point when you come in and you're playing Chelsea and you've got a few games in, and, and that only lasts for so long. I think I remember the the analogy last time of if you go on a night out and you start with you know doing a few tequilas, you can't do that all night long. And that's what <laughs> Everton were last time. Yeah. was in charge. We were we were taking tequila shots every mm. other round. But sometimes you need to just settle down and have a pint or have a rum and coke or whatever. So that only lasts for so long. And it looked today like once they scored, it just looked like, right, well, the party's over and, and we're devoid of anything now. And like, we've listen, we've all sat here and said, we don't necessarily blame Duncan for the mess we're in. And I think that'd be unfair to blame him. But when we needed maybe a little bit of managerial nous if you like to know how to get through a game a Premier League game and get a point or three points we lack that and I hate saying it but you look at that Villa team today under Steven Gerrard and that yeah. last 20 minutes they absolutely controlled that game yeah. they never looked under any threat and their fans might have been sitting in the away end when we had a corner last minute or whatever thinking oh here we go again like we would but ultimately there was no threat whatsoever yeah. and that's the worrying thing. And, you know, going, going to today's match as well, talking about individual players, I can't pick a player who was outstanding today. I don't. I think there was a lot of huff and puff. I don't think there was a lack of effort. Mm. But I don't think there was any cohesive plan, knowledge of how, how do we score. And we could have... We had the fans by me. We're having a little moan again at like, oh, it's only four or five minutes. Could it should have been fifteen? We could have played on for another half an hour. We wouldn't have scored, yeah. and that's that's the sad thing well, at the minute. The, the creativity's gone, hasn't it? Mm. There's, there's none left in the squad. One of them got sold in the summer in Rodriguez. Dini's got sold this January. The other one can't play for, for for whatever reason. And you know, Everton look like that. So they, they look like a fractured group of players that have had any semblance of creativity or ingenuity or spark ripped out from the side. Mm. And all of a sudden, you've got Ben. You know, I, I was thinking about that that that, that Chelsea game. And I remember that the first goal comes from Sidibe, doesn't it? Getting down the right hand side mm. and putting a really good delivery, and Mcharlson's on the end of it. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not pining to get that lad back. But you thought. There's, there's no players there and him and Dean who get out wide and get good crossing into crossing. the box. Yeah. Today, we had Kenny who barely got over the halfway line. You know, Every time he got the ball, he passed it back to Jordan Pickford. And beg Godfrey, bless him, who just gets his head down and legs it. Yeah. But he, he can't no cross it. Can't no cross it. Can't cross it. You know, if, if you're going to play that, that way, of you know Duncan's way of get it wide, cross into the box, these two centre-forwards, you need lads who can do that as well. Yeah. And, and the, the creativity from the entire squad has been completely ripped from it and it's it, it's hard to see how we're going to be ingenuity um how we're going to be creative how we're going to be able to be incisive how we're going to be able to unsettle teams because just after a while all you end up doing is doing what we did today just just knocking it along to carver loon mm. and charles and say you know let's hope something breaks for yeah. us well, we don't attack as a team that, mm. and that everything you just said there you know initially about the full backs but you could also extend this to the center of midfield is that the dangerous thing that most football fans from outside the club will be looking at our squad list and saying is that well there's enough goals and there's enough attacking flair there to get you out of it you, you look at Gray you know Townsend and Gordon to an extent and obviously the two lads up top there, there is enough there to 
get you occasional goals, occasional points, and ultimately get enough wins to get you out of it. But the it, it it's so incredibly fractured when Everton try and progress the ball up the pitch. You know, as you say, you either go long to Calvert-Lewin or you somehow find Damari Gray in an attacking position. And between him, Richarlison, and, and Calvert-Lewin, you just hope that they've got something between the three of them. But in terms of bringing in other people in the midfield or in terms of finding a, a capable fullback in terms of putting a ball in, the only one who we've obviously sold and... and <laughs> you two weren't even in the squad today? Uh, well, do you know what? Whether that is just a case of, you know, you two lads aren't ready, sit back and, and we'll show you what Premier League football is about, which is is probably the only reason I can I can give for them not being involved. But quite frankly, if you're going to go out and spend, what was it, 35 million or the best part of on, on two... Premier League footballers then this is the time when they're absolutely required um, in terms of you know tactical output and, and the, the lineup that was named today regardless of manager or current plight that this football club finds itself in we will eternally find a way not to put three men in the middle of Everton's <laughs> midfield yeah. and it was screaming out for it yet again and you know Decore looked messy on the ball but at least he shows a bit of willing to actually go in and, and, and join in with Richarlison in particular whoever it is sitting be it Alan or Gomez are ultimately left with doing the job of at least two midfielders if not three um, and un- until we I, I appreciate that we haven't necessarily got the personnel in particular on the back of what looks like two injuries in the middle of midfield today to, to be able to do this but there has to be an acceptance and, and Duncan Ferguson, if he is to be given more games, has to realise that you can't just throw four attacking players on yeah. and expect that you will be creative because that's exactly what we've seen today is that, that that broken nature of how Everton retain or do something with the possession that they have of the ball, it's just not there. Um, and to go back to the word that Dave mentioned, sentiments, I think that's the resounding disappointment that I I have coming out of the ground today is the realisation that caring and having that level of sentiment will take us absolutely nowhere. And down, uh, it'll take us it down. Will, as, as much as it's a requirement for, as we've all said, you know, the manager to care, the owner to care, all of the players to care as much as we do. And th- that's all nice, but they just have to really be good at their job as well. Yeah. Um, and the disappointing thing is that they don't look capable of doing that. If, if we are to bring sentiment back again, I think today probably goes a little bit against Wayne Rooney as well, because I'm, I'm, I'm already scared of appointing an Evertonian solely because he's an Evertonian yeah. as being a manager. And I think as, as much as he's obviously not involved at all today, there'll be hesitations from the board looking at someone like Rooney to think are we only doing it because of this precursor and that is that is a massive worry they're doing it the board are doing it because they think it's the easy way out the easy way out getting Duncan like we did two years ago that'll give us a load of time here for anybody to not kick off on us and that's what's happening that's what we've seen isn't it everybody's complained about the boards and rightly so they deserve every bit of just saying that everybody's looked at them with do you know what I mean because we've been that poor the club's been ran that poorly getting Benitez in mm. you know they, they can't blame anyone but themselves but when they've got they've they've thought when they've given Ferguson the job for a few games yeah. or whatever it's going to be that this is the easy way we all are able to sort of calm down a little bit now people will take their eyes off us for a bit and it'll all be on big dunk which in itself is unfair but when you hear the little things like Bill Kenwright's rocked up to Finch Farm to tell all the players chat, yeah, yeah do you fancy his free tickets to fucking cats or whatever it is he's doing these days <laughs> you know all, all of that sort of thing that 
does not, does anybody not look at that and think, oh, you know, there'll be loads who look at it and think, that's that's nice, you know, that's nice because that's sentiment FC. That's what we are right yeah, now. I'm is sentiment? I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that. It's happening like that because I'm you guilty know, of that because because we as fans want them to care as much yeah. as we do. Yeah, like, we're, we're, I'm guilty of that. And and but ultimately, when you sit down and reflect on it. It comes down to substance, and I, and I sat there. I sat. I've sat there all week and said I'd have Rooney. I'd have Rooney because I, I've looked at his record at Derby, and, and my argument has been when with what's going on at Derby at the minute for him to do what he's done. You could argue that Everton's not in a bad place as Derby, so he could, in theory, come in and do it. But I'm looked at that again in in a sense of sentiment. You look at look at it in the seriousness of what's happening at, at Derby. Uh, yeah. You've had those points deducted. That's yeah. nothing to do with what Everton's got. That's nothing even like what Everton's I mean, it's, got. It's become like a siege mentality thing. Of he he's been thrown. What I've just said there about what's happened with Ferguson. It's similar to that in a way because at Derby, if anybody's read deeply enough about this, the way in which their ownerships work and they're trying to get rid of it, they've gone through about seven or eight mm. different types of owners who are trying to buy that football club. They are an absolute mess. He got deducted points, 15 points, I think it was. Now, 21, wasn't it? 21. 21. He's done that well. He's got them above a side in there already, the yeah. 23rd in the Championship. Uh, and he's got these young lads, a load of youngsters, couldn't even sign any players for some point as well. He had nine players pre-season yeah. signed. He's done a wonderful job, a yeah. wonderful job. The problem is, I can't put anything that he's done there as what he'll have to do when he comes to Everton. I'm not saying it's any more... Di- it, you might be able to get us playing well in the Championship. Well, yeah, but I'm not saying Everton's anywhere near... As difficult as that It's not In theory It's not If you look at it on paper It's not Everton have money to spend We've got 8 days To go and sign some players God knows how that's Going to work out mm. But I don't want Duncan near, Anywhere near us Right now He's doing What Duncan Has basically said To everybody At that presser That he wants to learn How to manage first I know we never said Those words verbatim But you know Rooney wants to stay In football He wants to manage He's gone to somewhere That He's got a bit of a free reign there because that lad, if they go down, There's nobody's no going to say Wayne Rooney's a joke of a manager. And if Rain, Wayne Rooney wasn't an ex Everton footballer, nobody would be looking at him like some, we are. Somebody, yeah. somebody would be done the same job that he's done, but he played for, say, I don't know, Villa. Villa, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then then we're not even talking about it, but the fact that he. Yeah, and, and, and listen, I'm, I'm guilty of it, and I'll hold my hands up. I'm guilty of the whole sentiment thing. We've all done it at some point, because, mate. Because, Absolutely. Because we all love this club so much, and we, we want we want them to care and feel what we do. The day he came back when he scored against Stoke, that day he came back to play yeah, after he mm. left United, I had tears in my eyes when that happened. Mm. But all the way to the point where he came back, and I was like, this is a joke. Why on earth are we doing this? Yeah. He's finished now as a player. When that happened, I was like, oh, it's Wayne and all that, kissing me, Everton badge, yeah, yeah. Or, like everybody yeah. else around me. We all do that. We're entitled to do that as fans. That's mm. what you want. If there's stuff like that, everybody loves things like that. Everybody loves this survival, all that stuff. Right now, though, this this is the crux of the problem. We're, we're no longer able to say... Big Dunk will sort this out because you've just seen a tiny example of what Big Dunk has to do. Again, I don't blame him anywhere near the amount no, that he no. should be blamed at this. People won't. There'll be people in the media looking at this saying, "Oh, big! It's Big Dunk's fault. Can he really manage football? We don't know." That's probably right, but let's calm down about Big Dunk. About if he wants managerial yeah, credentials, exactly. it's, not, it's not that he's a bad manager. All of a sudden, it's, it's the circumstances yeah. that have led yeah. to this. And you know, we're, we're saying there about the <coughs> sentiment thing. And this is where the sentiment needs to be taken out of our hands and the board's hands. And we've all agreed, and I think we've all said on separate occasions, this director of football or this figure that needs to be at the football yeah. club that runs the football side of things, that needs to be someone. And we had it in brands, but obviously, you know, that didn't work out. It needs someone to take out the sentiment, sentimental value out of it and go, 
I'm going to run this. This is what we're going to do. This is the manager. This is this. This is that. And we just have to get on with it. Because yeah. like you said, this sentimentality is potentially he's, dragging us. He's got too much of love for Everton to basically be able to sell Mishiri today. He rings Mishiri up tonight and says, look, it's clear I'm not the man. You want me to stay in for a few games because I think basically you want to escape mm. the issues that this club has got, and I'm going to take it on my back. Mm. I'm not. I'm never going to say no to Everton, and that's the problem. I think the board's got. He will never say no if Everton want him to do Everton. Yeah. He, he said it last time. Yeah. He did his caretaker job mm. in his presser back then. He said, "I'll do whatever, whatever Everton need me to do." What I want Duncan to do if he wants ever to manage this football club without any of this crap is go away and yeah. do what. Do what Rooney's doing. Yeah. And then, yes, the other irony is that we've spoken, apparently, according to the news, we've spoken to Rooney about managing this football club, given the situation that it's in. Is that not remarkable? Is nobody looking at that thinking, do you not see what's wrong with these people yeah. if they think him? Frank Lampard, who went through sort of similar situations when he got to Chelsea after doing, ironically, a really good job at Derby. You know, is this what people are looking at? I just really think that Machini must sit there in his yacht or whatever he is, Monaco, whatever he is sitting off in in a ridiculously, you know, massive building anywhere he's sitting now. Whatever he's doing, yeah, sitting there like McDuck throwing <laughs> throwing a load of coins into his into his pool or whatever. And he's sitting there thinking, reading things. Oh, he looks all right. He looks okay. And because he owns the football club, he can do it. He's allowed to do He's it. He's the biggest name we can get. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he tried that, didn't he? We've tried that as well. Um, kind of on. <laughs> and, and the way people say, oh, you know, it doesn't matter which manager, it, it's always doomed at Everton. It would not be doomed if there wasn't an idiot in charge, mm. if there wasn't an idiot making decisions, mm. and if there weren't people unqualified on the board saying that they want certain things, because it, it tends to happen. If you want something, that, that will be when you're at that football club, at the board, mm. um, and you've got what? Well, uh, Denise is still there You've got Bill still there Sharpie Everton FC uh, it, it, It's filthy It's like it's, it's dirty I don't like it It's mm. like You know you, you haven't watched the kex It's horrible <laughs> <laughs> Well They shit the pants On the pitch today Certainly <laughs> uh, Final word to you Moes um, What do Everton do now Over the next few weeks uh, Well I think The point that the lads Have just touched on Is, is probably the, the one That really Sits uneasily with me Is that Historically, when you get into these sort of situations, there is an answer and there is at least a person involved at the football club who is capable of making a decision and, and you know, taking the next step, be it with a player or a manager or a coach or whatever it may be. We're still sat in the shadow of Goodison Park now and you look back at it and think there's absolutely no way. I couldn't tell you who is inside that building who is capable of making some form of informed football decision. We've we've spoken about Duncan Ferguson, Wayne Rooney, Frank Lampard, whoever else it may be that is capable of being the next Everton manager. And I think we've we've rightly made points that you could talk any one of those men out of it. But you are ultimately left with nothing. And... I mean, we as fans, we, we can all speculate about certain names and, and discuss who we want the next manager to be. And it's largely irrelevant because that, that decision is usually taken out of your hands by people at the football club who are paid to know better. There is absolutely no one there. Because Marcel Brands was, was sacked or left or whatever it was, that is capable of making those sorts of choices anymore. And we are in football in limbo at the moment because there is absolutely no... Not only is there no answer to this but the immediate and 
necessity in terms of speed that Everton need this decision to be made correctly is just not there. The, the, the time is not there to do all of the correct things that Warren mm. said about installing a, a director of football and a philosophy and, you know, all, all of these things are necessary, but they should all be implemented when we are out of the fire and... The, the flames are very much around all of us at the moment and it, it, it does need someone of the, the rescue ilk to come in. I know that the prospect of, of an interim manager is very dangerous because you end up playing like an interim team, which is what we look like today. But I, I, I can't see a way in which Everton appoint a manager in the next two weeks that is here beyond the next two years and and that's probably just because of the the recent nature of the football club and how it's been run and, and run badly but it I almost don't want us to make that big call on an ex-manager because of all of the things that are missing for him it feels like Scary, we're just isn't it? we're setting we're setting someone up and, yeah. and leading them to the slaughter but do you know what we we need the Duncan Ferguson from that Chelsea game just replicated for the next what is it 19 games yeah. but we Life just doesn't work that way. You can't pick and choose the moments where you expect people, regardless of the business that you're in, to turn it on. And at the moment, it doesn't look like those players are capable of turning it on once, never mind 19 times. Do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish on a positive because I try to do that. I, I like to think I'm a positive person. I look at that team today and there's enough players in there that can... That, that we've got, that have got quality. Damari Gray, the Charleston, Calvert-Loon, when he finally gets up and running again... You know, Zakore, I know he went off injured today, but if he's still got something, you know, he's still got something about him if he's fit. Um, you know, we've got we've got decent Yelly Mean is decent, Pickford's the England goalkeeper. On paper, we've got enough there where you go, we'll get the five, six, seven wins we need to stay yeah. up. Um but it's worrying, it's very worrying that we are now going to the point of not looking up and we're gonna win this next game, looking down and going, who are the three worst teams than us? I think the threat of relegation is very real, and I don't think we should we should turn our nose up at that. The threat, and I don't think walking out the ground, the vibe I got was a very somber one. Of look, we are in big trouble. However, like I said, I'm going to finish on a positive, and I'm going to say there are enough players in that team with the right manager or with with a bit of confidence or with 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 just just something to bounce the ball, bounce mm. our way, and we score a goal that that we'll, we'll be all right. But. If, you know. Do you know, if you're going to take it positively, positively, maybe today is the reality check that you need. Yeah. Maybe Duncan Ferguson needs to come in as the saviour, put a load of money behind all the local bars, and then Everton get beat. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Honestly, maybe that is just the the, the sobering, <laughs> no pun intended, the, the the sobering nature of what Everton need at the moment is that level of realization of. Mm. You, you're fucked here if if yeah. you don't change this really yeah. quickly and I think most of us be it you know fans or on the board at the moment we we all collectively realise that today we're, that we're not too good to go down but we are good enough to stay up and that's the way we've got to look at it but we've got to see something in the next couple of games and this Newcastle game is massive mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah, that is a terrifying prospect. That it's it's sort of at the point now where even like if we'd won today, it would have been joyous. But if we win from now until the end of the season, it's going to be a relief. We're, we're it's just yeah, we're two consecutive wins away from not talking like this. And I, I get that that's incredibly flippant, but football is like that. Um, but Norwich at the minute they've won two yeah. games made, and all of a sudden it's like on us in a week, yeah. and all of a sudden it's like can Norwich stay up? So yeah, that's how football is, like you said. 
Oh, we will leave it there anyway. Uh, Mason Warren to try and muster some positivity to finish on. Dave's just got off. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure where he's gone. He's just ambled off towards the bookies, maybe to put his entire life savings and everything going down after this depression podcast. But um, hopefully, we can get a lift over from him anyway. Cheers to everyone for listening. Um, I appreciate people coming to us and, and having a chat at the ground today as well as a few of you. So thanks very much if that was one of you. Uh, hopefully, things get better over the next few weeks. But of course, we'll be on it over the international break covering Everton's search for a new manager, whoever that may be, whoever's got to take on this poison chalice. But yeah, try and enjoy whatever's left of your weekend. And we'll speak to you again very soon here on The Blue Room. Progressive presents Don't Do It Yourself. Okay, simple enough. Just got to get in there with my screwdriver. Do you mind handing me my screwdriver? Are you trying to say screwdriver? Well, I mean, you're saying it weird, but yeah, sure. Look, maybe we should bundle our home and auto with Progressive. We could save big and pay someone to install this for us so you don't have to pretend you can. (laughs) I know my way around a screwdriver. Oh, yeah. This is going to take a Philippe's head for sure. Save when bundling home and auto with Progressive and use the money to, you know, not... Do it yourself. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sports Social Podcast Network.